everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Sorry, it's been a little while since we last recorded. We posted a, a blog post about that yesterday, if you want to read it. It's kind of a tough read, so I understand if you don't want to, but it explains a little bit about what's been going on. So, Gab, what are you drinking? <laughs> well, sticking, staying true to the blog post. I am enjoying water. I had a cocktail last night, but I'm trying to just have like one cocktail, maybe two nights a week, one or two nights a week, if anything. So um, I'm sticking with water this evening. Uh, What are you enjoying? I am also enjoying water. Really? Yeah, I'm really hydrated today. I have started doing this thing where I drink out of a, a measuring glass, like the kind you use in the kitchen that has... Uh, milliliter markings on the side does it have a handle no no oh. it's it it's shaped like a glass it just has milliliter markings on the side so, so it's like a beaker yeah like it's a, a beaker. scientific beaker yeah i guess so but in the kitchen for the kitchen well in portland we use mason jars as our measuring cups so i would completely understand if you said mason jar you fucking hipster millennial I don't think I'm a millennial. <laughs> You're probably not. You're born in 1943. You're a baby boomer. I, stop <laughs> it. I, I'm sitting in my baby boomer chair right now. Uh, yeah. My, my grandpa, my grandpa chair. Your new podcasting chair. All the way. So, has anything happened in soccer in the past couple of weeks? Almost uh, months. Like since over the recorded? last month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think a few things have happened. Um, last time we talked, I think we were previewing the Sheba Leaves tournament, and that that came and went. Um, How- much like most tournaments in the United States, uh, we killed it. Oh, is that how it went? I mean, I would say we killed it. Uh, I know that there were some suspect moments, but it wasn't too bad. Well, let's look at their results. Play England. Match. Let's let's go match by match. Play England. We? we win one nothing. Uh, Crystal I know, Dunn, but that was in like the ninetieth minute. Wasn't yeah, it? Crystal Dunn had to score late in the game. She had to be Crystal Dunn. Crystal Dunn had to save Jill Ellis's ass. <laughs> Although, I also don't want to give too short a shrift to England because they are a progressing team. Mark Sampson has done good work with them, and. They showed that they were improving in the World Cup, and they've been on like kind of a steady upward incline since then. So it's not like we were playing a pushover. So I want to give England credit for that scoreline as well. You know, I don't want to take too much away from them by talking about our scoring problems, which are very real. But at the same time, you know, good job, England. I thoroughly enjoy the Mark Sampson narrative of him being a school teacher who... How did he actually become the coach? I just, I just know like the the snippet that like ESPN or NBC Sports or whatever will put up where he was like, oh, he was a school teacher. But how does one go from being a school teacher to coaching the women's national team? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's okay to say. Maybe you know what we should try to do. You know who I think is probably Mark Sampson's buddy? Laura Harvey? Mark Parsons. Oh. Do you want I wonder if we could get Mark Parsons on the podcast. Actually, we probably could. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. He's a very genial fellow and you're in Portland uh, and 
we might know some people who know some people who know Coach Parsons. Yeah. I've met him a couple times. He's he's a very nice man, at least in the I, very brief instances where we talked. I ran into him at the Nike employee store uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I was standing in line like you do at the Nike employee store. Hint, always show up at least 15 minutes before the doors open. Get in line to have the most enjoyable experience inside the store. If you wait until after the store opens, it is mad crazy house on the inside thanks for the pro tip but uh so i i was waiting in line and uh mark parsons comes walking up and i just like called over to him i was like hey coach coach nice nice acquisition with uh with Henri." and he came over and gave me a hug and everything and and uh told me a, a little bit more about like her how she wasn't going to join until june 1st and uh, she probably has a two or she has a two year contract with the team and all that jazz, but he's very approachable. Yeah, he's very approachable and he's a hugger. He is a hugger. That's what I noticed. And he's, and he's a cart uh, bumper into. <laughs> he will wow. he will bump into your cart. Some some hot gossip there, Gab. I know, right? Wow. You heard it here first. Mark Parsons bumps into people's baskets. Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. You you might want to open a window over there. So let's go to the next game in She Believes, which was U.S. versus France. Another 1-0 win and another late-ass goal, this time from Alex Morgan. You know, it's not like the French really did much against us, but it's not like we did much against them either. Well, I think it's one of those things where us playing France, like whatever we play France, it's always a bit of a crapshoot. Like, are we both going to be on the same page in that we're taking this seriously right yeah and sometimes france is like yeah no we're experimenting with shit not really intent on scoring and then sometimes we're like yeah we're gonna just throw some youngins in there and and pray you know somebody does something fun well the thing is our starting 11 was not really that experimental Minus the whole thing where Lindsay Horan played most of the tournament as a, all the tournament, I guess, as a, as a DM in front of the back line. And then maybe Mal Pugh, but it's not like Mal Pugh is particularly a liability from what we've seen. And then France uh-huh. was missing a ton of their starters. So at the very least, we were going into this even strength. And then I think if you're being realistic, the United States probably had a little bit of an edge roster wise over France. So this last minute, Stoppage time, Alex Morgan goal to win 1-0. I'm not super impressed by that scoreline. Well, I'm not super impressed by the Sheep Leaves tournament, but, you know, that's just me. I look at the stats, and shots are 10-8 to in favor of the United States. Shots on goal are 4-3 in favor of the United States. Corner kicks, United States had 11, France had 4. Jesus. Yeah. I think we talked about this, at least online. Uh, Morgan Bryan has been delivering the corner kicks a lot for the United States, and I don't think she's cutting the mustard there. She's no Megan Rapinoe. Or Lauren Chaney. Oh, God. (laughs) I know. Oh, too soon. Too soon. No, we're never going to have a Lauren Chaney again. (laughs) You, You realize that. 
we're gonna look back fondly at the 2012 Olympics and this past summer 2015 and we're gonna be like holy fucking shit Lauren fucking holiday why is there not an MVP award like we we go on and on and on about the Becky Sauerbrunn like blah 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 player of the year all that crap like Becky Sauerbrunn should be winning the Lauren holiday (laughs) medal of excellence I'll be sure to pass that note on to U.S. soccer or Please. FIFA. One when you two. when you have that job interview. Yeah, I think I've agitated U.S. soccer too much to ever <laughs> score an interview with them. At least you're on a list. Am I? I'm not on a list. Maybe, maybe. I mean, if you've agitated them enough. Mm. Yeah, I'm on a list that's <laughs> that's titled "Do Not Hire Ever." <laughs> Moving on to the third game. She believes USA versus Germany. A little more exciting, a little closer. It's another one goal win, two to one. They went up first from Anya Mittag. She is a pretty good soccer player. Analysis. And you know what? Germany actually had the edge on the United States in shots, and we both had the same shots on goal. It sounds a little bit like a certain World Cup match, huh? Mm. 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 Yeah. Mm. And we all know how that ended. So overall, we won each game pretty narrowly. England and France, we both we won both of those kind of late in the game or, you know, at the last minute. And then Germany, all the scoring is in the first half and in the second half, just going at each other but not really getting anything done. Name your sex tape. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that that completely blindsided me. Your, your brain was working so much faster than mine on that one. I'm always ready for a good name your sex tape zinger, though. Like, always. <laughs> oh, man. I was just like, yeah, Germany was. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm in a state of perpetual readiness when it comes to <laughs> name your sex tape jokes. Damn. Yeah. You got to be on your toes for this stuff or else you're going to miss the best ones. Right? Well, I was listening. I was listening to your analysis. You're a good listener. Thanks. And you just like rolled right into it. Like that was, (laughs) that was, there was no slow roll into that. You just, boom, slapped me upside the head. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. I don't need to drink to have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Name, name of your sex tape? Oh. Maybe not. I'm not very good at this game. I fear, I fear practice would not benefit me though, because Name me your sex I spend tape. a mature. <laughs> I think we just found the episode title. Oh man. But I, uh, I, okay. So I don't think this is a good game for me to engage in because I spend a majority of my time around coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, and yeah. I don't really want to bring name of your sex tape into the workplace. No, no, you absolutely should not do that. I think human resources will thank you to keep that well away. For the previous 10 years of my employment, my company has not had human resources. And since we've been newly acquired, we now have the other company's human resources, and we're just like, wait, why are we getting memos all the time? <laughs> What's going on? Like, why do you really need me to fill out all these forms? 
Adulting is hard. Adulting is hard. Although refraining from sexual harassment should be easy. I don't know. Well, I I agree. So is the name of your sex tape game sexual harassment? I think it can be. It depends on if it makes your coworkers uncomfortable, if it creates like a hostile environment. Yeah. If you Like if nobody if if they don't want to play, then yes. I mean, if you're going into it with like understanding based on context and history that everybody's okay with it and it doesn't mean anything i think it's fine but you know that's something that you you can only really pick up on after a couple of years and then even Uh then it's it's still like well all someone has to do is go well i didn't feel comfortable speaking up i felt intimidated and that's it you're all sunk so it's just best not to go there i agree yeah I mean, you're at work. Be cool. Be cool. Talk about what you watched on TV. Have some coffee. Go to your desk. So that was the She Believes tournament. I don't think... I wasn't particularly impressed. Players who stood out to me, Mallory Pugh. But on the flip side of that, I don't think this Lindsay Horan, Morgan Bryan DM pairing is working out. Lindsay Horan, no. she's a forward. Yes. Her, like, why are you trying to convert her to DM? There's, you know, a couple other options there that if you really have to to plug somebody in there i mean i guess if it works you look like a freaking genius kind of like when pia took kelly o'hara and made her a defender jesus and look at kelly o'hara now she's getting off the bench now sort of well sort of i mean she's getting off the bench as much as new kids are getting off the bench she's getting off the bench if she were a forward i don't think she'd be off the bench at all she would have been replaced by don and press and pew maybe but um, I thought Mewis was notable. Sam Mewis, okay. I think yeah, she she, she did. Had, a... She had that one goal. Yeah. That I was like, what? I thought she was competent here and there. Not too impressed with the fact that Solo played the entire tournament. Ugh. Ugh. Um, I know I'm preaching to the choir on that one, but you know she's not fucking robotic. We only have we s- have we have no contingency plan for when Hope Solo is out. And we only have so many games before the Olympics, and this is the highest caliber opposition we were going to play under tournament circumstances. So What are you talking about? Colombia is fantastic. They also, you know, a little face punchy sometimes. Mm. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but then have you retired? They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, Alex Morgan is the new Abby Wambach. What do you What do you think about the tournament as a whole, though? They announced that the tournament is going to be around for a few more years and that all of these teams have committed to that. I like it for us, the United States, because it creates a nice little high profile event, brings in some money and it limits the travel that the team has to do. And it'll be really nice in off years, actually, when mm-hmm. there is no Olympics or World Cup to have a little home tourney to keep interest alive instead of, you know, going to Algarve where nobody can fucking see the games. Well, you can, you just have to participate in a Kickstarter <laughs> that never went anywhere. That never goes anywhere. Yeah. Or you just have to pray that the stadium has Wi-Fi and someone there is willing to periscope it. Or that Japan is playing. So all, you know, that Japan is playing the United States and, and Japanese media picks up, the yeah. broadcast because because that was that was the big thing like three years ago yeah because japan is still crazy for the nandeshiko so oh my god how sad is that story oh my god you know what jesus though? 
I, I feel like it's just, well, I want to say I feel like it's been coming, but that would be a lie. I just didn't, I didn't see it coming at all. They didn't name impress... name name of your sex tape. Oh, buddy, see, see, you just have to Was stay on one? your toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> it, it's it, you know, I give that a solid B minus, B plus. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, for so, a beginner, I'm totally okay with that. They didn't super impress at the World Cup. They looked technically savvy as usual, but they still didn't score a lot. And then Dude, I, they got to the final. They still got to the final. I feel like they got a little lucky in knockout, but I'm not going to yeah. make any judgments about that based on how we got to knockout. <laughs> oh, oh, could you imagine one missed PK? Oh. Nike's, Nike's entire business plan for women's soccer would be different. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I. You know who probably did see this coming? Fucking Anno Dong in Australia. And just probably. with her eagle eyes focused probably. on the Nadeshiko and her obsession with Hamari Sawa. God, hum- Sawa retiring tanked that team. They I'm actually I'm actually surprised they didn't like helicopter her in <laughs> for that last match. For for the last qualifying match. I mean, Saul was openly disappointed with them in the press, and the players themselves are, by all reports, just absolutely gutted with their results. Yeah. Just, when you go from the highs of winning the World Cup to not qualifying for the Olympics, how are you a finalist for the World Cup one year, and literally the next year you don't qualify for the Olympics? That is some kind of bump when you hit the bottom. So I feel, I, I yeah. feel really bad for those players who just, ugh. I'm not laughing at them. I'm I'm very shocked. Like when I was seeing the results, I was very confounded. Yeah. And you know, I I remember how the US can sometimes dis- disappoint and they go through phases. And unfortunately, soccer is this team sport where the matches for tournaments are so close together that's really hard to change the psychology of the team or the mental fortitude of the team that quickly. Yeah, sports psychology is it's really interesting, but I I I would not want to be responsible for getting 18, 20, 23 like top 1% athletes in the right mindset to fight other top 1% athletes over the course of like three weeks. That is some kind of intense rigor that I just, wow. Well, and qualifying is like 10 days. Yeah. AFC qualifying was super compressed. It was not great, like mentally or physically for the players. No. And, you know, to lose to some of the teams that they did, it's just like, holy shit. They got scored on by, I want to say Vietnam, which I think so. I think, on the one hand, maybe indicated progress or Vietnam, but also they still got scored on by Vietnam. It's, it's not a great feeling. It can happen to anybody. Mistakes happen. So And then and then their coach retired. Yeah. Norio Sasaki resigned. Retired. I like to think he retired. He retired. He, you know what? He was coach of that team for nine years, and he led them to two World Cup finals, one of which they won. So I don't think he's particularly you know, retiring in, in shame or anything. It was just time. I know, but yeah, it's, and it's weird how a lot of programs are kind of going through the cycle where, and 
granted it it's it's all kind of nat- a natural cycle especially given the competition seasons for um women's national teams but uh, you're seeing a lot of coaches and a lot of changes being made um across the board but i to get back to the she believes tournament i agree with you i think it's it's a good situation for the united states to be playing these top tier teams wishes i have for the next round i want them in soccer specific stadiums i want them broadcast on tv the entire tournament and to market the fuck out of it yeah i hope that uh this time next year i can go to one of these games and not be wearing a shitty low-cut jersey (laughs) why do you hate nike why don't you hate Nike? I do. I I dislike their production practices. Well, here's part of why I'm so confounded by what's going on right now. If you missed it, and if you follow if you follow me on Twitter, I don't know how you did because I I was mad online for a long time about it. I still am. I think I think it was just Monday. You were yeah. just mad on Monday. Well, I, I said some stuff today as well. Oh, uh, well, I haven't. I got stirred up again by uh, Sarah Gerke. She's an, God damn it, Sarah. She's an instigator. Jesus. Nike is has decided that in 2016 that their women's replica jerseys are going to be nice and super low cut. And there's going to be a nice V heading down towards your boob trench. Whereas the men's jerseys are just jerseys that look like the jerseys that the team wears. They're fucking replicas. Yeah. This is the the $90 tier. Uh, Nike usually has a two-tier jersey system where 90 is just a replica, um, and then 150 is the authentic, meaning the same jersey that the team wears, and it's usually a little bit tighter because athletes and their bodies. Um, Yeah. And, you know, it has, like, the laser-cut vent holes and panel mesh, whatever, hyper-sleeve, sweat-wicking, all that kind of jargon. And then the replica. Because you do a lot of sweating in your yeah. national team kit for and 150 bucks. The, which doesn't even include customization and shipping. <clears throat> With customization and hey, shipping, you're putting out what, 175, 180? Sometimes you can get a deal and they'll give you that shit for free if you shell out the 150. Oh, maybe. Sometimes. But the point is, there's two tiers. So now, if you don't want this stupid scoop v neck, you're out of luck because. They don't sell the men's cut with the three stars on it. You have to have that custom customized. And I've been told that uh, our friend Jen Cooper, who has a, her own soccer store down in Texas, will actually be doing that. So if you want to buy a blank men's kit, I think her store will embroider the three stars on it for you. Yeah. But the point is, you shouldn't have to do all this, like, kludge workaround shit. Nike should just sell both jerseys, men's cut and women's cut, with the three stars on it. And the point is, Nike is missing a huge money-making opportunity. And they don't need to make like explicitly gender clothing in really offensive ways. Because it says, if you're a woman and you buy this jersey, you need to look a certain way. Or women only want to look a certain way. When you're buying this shirt, you're buying it to look attractive and no other reason. They're not thinking about, oh, people want to buy a shirt to support a team which means they want the shirt to look like what the team wears. There's nothing wrong with a woman wanting to look attractive. I want to look attractive all the time. But 
assuming that's a woman's only motive in like a product that is not about that it's really fucking insulting it's it's one of these scenarios like adidas to be completely honest adidas has been doing this to mls fans for Uh, years yeah um you know adidas has always been producing mls replicate kits for women with the deep v things that i dislike about what nike has done is that that's the only fucking option and if you get the deep v there's no price reduction i really want nike to be looking at the cost per square inch of material and i want to pay equal to the dudes if the dudes kit costs ninety dollars I want to pay the cost per square inch of material. And if you cut out 15% of my kit for the dis- this deep V, and yeah. then you reduce my sleeves by half, I don't want a $90 kit. I want a $70 kit. The other thing is the sleeves, the, the short cut sleeves so that, I don't know, they emphasize your lady arms or whatever. I hate that shit. It bunches up under my armpits every single time. Can't I just have normal sleeves? I just, I don't buy women's cut stuff. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't fit the way I want clothes to fit. Yeah. That's the other thing. Some women aren't shaped like that and they want to buy the men's cut or like straight fit jersey. Especially since men's jerseys have much larger size options than women's jerseys. Right? Like, even when you get to the Nike women's extra large, it's still not that big. You're not going to fit my boobs in a Nike women's extra large. I mean, with this new shirt, you might. And, uh, I mean, my boobs seems to have been would crafted have a place to with go, boobs in mine. But yeah. it wouldn't be in the shirt. So maybe some people might find it a nice option to be able to buy the quote-unquote men's cut jersey with three stars on it. Those stars kind of matter. They represent something pretty important. And then... But people will get so confused. That's why Nike makes Brazilian women wear five stars on their jersey, right? Because people would get so confused. No, it's because the Brazilian crest includes those five stars. So it's not like... But I'm pretty sure Brazil, it's because it's in their crest. I mean, that's the explanation. But Nike's apparently not concerned about anybody making any you know, confusing decisions in Brazil. So why are American fans? So don't, don't answer that question. <laughs> so, so here's what pisses me off then. If fucking Brazil incorporates their fucking stars into their fucking crest, U.S. soccer just came out with a brand new crest. Where the fuck are the stars? The thing is, on the women's jersey, the crest is smaller too. Jesus. I saw well, it always, it always has been though. I have a centennial men's cut. And the crest is, like, the size of, like, a chest pocket. And I love it. The crest is smaller to, I guess, incorporate the stars so that the overall image is the same size as on the men's jersey. But I feel like, I don't know. But speaking of crests, here's the other thing, though. That deep V means your United States women's jersey with three World Cup stars on it is not going to have a place to accommodate a World Cup champions patch. Nope. Does yeah. Jen Cooper have World Cup champions patches that she can... I don't think they're making iron. the patches. Exactly. Like, that's the issue. And the other thing is, fans shouldn't have to go around assembling all the pieces themselves. This is just an option that should be available to them. 
Hey, Nike, if you can let me customize my sneakers 150 different ways through the Nike ID process, why not let me customize my jersey through a Nike ID process? Something, something logistics. Something, something, something. something. If you can assemble a fucking $160 pair of shoes, you can assemble a $150 jersey. So there's a lot wrong with the jersey situation. It's all gendered bullshit, and I'm not going to buy into it. Just say no. Jerseys are expensive enough. For that amount of money, I expect what my team wears. I don't think I was going to buy this jersey anyway because this design is bullshit, but, you know, the option isn't even there anymore, so. Just don't do it. (sighs) Bullshit. I I think the jersey looks a little bit like a softball uniform. I think it looks like a t-shirt from the 90s. I think it looks like a t-shirt from the 70s. Oh, wow. Well, you know, the 70s... Like Montreal, like the Montreal Expos. I feel like the 70s were coming around again in the 90s. You're coming around again. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, It's so funny. I'm very lonely. Anyway... (laughs) Well, now that we're out of She Believes, <laughs> the next game that we play is against Colombia in April. I'm going to leave you behind. I swear to God. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that was just fucking hilarious. <laughs> we'll be playing Colombia April 6th and April 10th in East Hartford, Connecticut and Chester, Pennsylvania. That's Lady Andrade's team, right? Lady Andrade, yes. Andrade. Andra- Andrade. A-N-D-R-A-D-E. There's Andra- no second Andra- E. There's no second N, N- in her name. Andrade. 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 There you go. Andra- you could just call her Abby Wambach face puncher if you really want. Abby Wambach's face puncher. And she uh, got signed by the Western New York Flash last season, which was slightly awkward considering the Flash was Abby's old team. Until they weren't. Yeah. Until nobody... Was Abby's team. <laughs> Until Abby decided to say peace. Decided to focus on getting her body ready for the World Cup. Yeah, we all saw how well that worked out uh, for everyone. We still won. It's okay. I can... <sighs> yeah, totally. So for Colombia, Jill Ellis called up 23 players. The only difference from She Believes is uh, Lou Barnes from Seattle is gone. I don't think she was ever really in serious contention for the roster. Jill just wanted to look at her and then who's in is Allie Long Allie Long's back after last playing in 2014 and Ashley Sanchez from the U17 team I watched a, a highlight clip of Sanchez um scoring a goal but it looked it looked fairly simple so I'm I'm intrigued to see her play at senior level so what seems to be some common thoughts on Sanchez is she's good with her feet, she's a great scorer. She was second place in the CONCACAF U17 tournament recently. She had five goals, but still needs to improve decision-making, which, understandable at 17 years old. Right. I still need improved decision-making, and I'm 33. <laughs> We're making great decisions, Gab. We both stopped drinking. <laughs> we did. We did. Um, except we both are on a podcast called Two Drunk Fans. You can be drunk on things other than alcohol. Oh, dude, don't... We're drunk on life? Sure. 
I think what's going on here is Jill Ellis knows the 18 that she's going to take to Rio or that she wants to take. And then everything else is gravy. So she can just call in, you know, other 17 year olds and be like, all right, let me get a look at you. We'll maybe get you your first cap, depending on how, you know, practice goes or how generous I feel. What I want to see against Columbia is I want to see who she plays in goal other than a Hope Solo. God forbid Hope Solo plays both of these games. I'm I'm willing to bet you $10 Hope Solo plays both of these games. Uh, no bet. No bet. No action. Why? It's a sucker bet. I'm not taking it. <laughs> oh, man. And then I want to see who gets time as like a third CB. I really think Whitney Engen is going to be that third center back. But, you know, Emily Sonnet, maybe. But right now I think it's split like 80-20 leaning towards Engen. Yeah. And then we'll see if uh, Hinkle gets any time at all. I think Gosh, Jill Ellis... we haven't seen her in a while. No, I think Jill Ellis was like, okay, I saw what you had. I'm not... We'll keep calling you in, but... Eh. I mean, you keep getting a shot. So she can take a team and then have, like, three alternates. So, really, she can take a team of 21. Yeah. And sort I could of. see Hinkle being oh, t- one of the three alternates. Yeah, I, c- I could see that, too. Well, the thing is, though... Your fullbacks then are Allie Krieger, Kelly O'Hara, Megan Klingenberg, and Jalene Hinkle, who are in contention for those wide spots. And do you take four or three of those? I think you maybe take three and you start Kling and Krieger, and Kelly O'Hara is your reserve, who you sub in on the wing. Maybe. I feel like you need four, though. That, yeah, that might be safe. So maybe Hinkle makes the main roster. Yeah. I think I think there she still has a chance. She has a chance. I think so too. Especially if all three of those stay healthy. Yeah. In the midfield, Allie Long's a new one. I don't think Allie Long's going to the Olympics either. I think Jill is just going. Well, I haven't seen you in a while. Let's take a look. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. It's not like, I mean, is is Jill going off last NWSL season? Why is she calling in Allie Long now? Right before the new nwsl season like because she's screwing over the thorns dude oh it's an anti-thorns conspiracy i got it it's an anti-thorns conspiracy (laughs) jill ellis just hates mark parsons she hates that little gremlin just hates Merritt paulson out of this bunch i don't really see anybody getting cut except either muis or heyo who offer two different things which i never thought that's really depressing to think about heyo getting cut but the thing is she off Hale offers one thing, like speed and width on the right side. And well, that's two things. Two things, right. She offers speedy width, one thing. <laughs> Wide speed. Why either one works. And Jill Ellis has been getting that from other places lately, like Crystal Dunn. Yes, yeah, she can. <laughs> Alright. Just calm down there, Tiger. <laughs> like Jill Ellis is finally, I feel like, realizing the wealth of talent that she has but in a way that's not with her hands tied you know Mm -hmm. like she's realizing it in a way where she can now start being creative and she can now start putting together a roster that actually makes sense to her unfortunately that roster doesn't always make sense in reality but I feel like we're we've been at the point and we're at the point where we can no longer blame it on the players 
Oh no, we when yeah, shit not. doesn't work out. No, all the uh, most of the old guard is gone. So it's right? it's a with, truly especially fresh with Rampone out. Yeah, Rampone. Now the old guard is like fucking Hope Solo. Yeah, it's all but official with Rampone. Yeah, I don't know why she just doesn't announce that she's retiring from international soccer. Sky Blue soccer. needs her, man. From international soccer, of course she's gonna play with her team. Oh. I think at club level she's fine. Probably she can still hang. No, but she probably wants those like free trips to L.A. Maybe. Maybe it's like a contractual thing. As long as she doesn't announce she's retired, she's getting certain U.S. soccer benefits. Maybe. Maybe it's all part of that bogus CBA. <laughs> Which, what the fuck is going on with that? I haven't really heard a lot recently. Exactly. I feel like there was a closed-door deal, and nobody knows. Mm. Could not say. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past any of them. I don't trust any of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Columbia... Columbia. Uh, I expect will, those will be interesting matches to watch. Um, not really feeling score prediction on those, especially considering they're a couple weeks away still. Yeah, I think we should win, but would not be surprised if Columbia bags some goals. Right. Yeah. Especially if you know Solo's not playing. You never know. But while right after Columbia, NWSL season starts, so we're in preseason right now. The players are going into camp at the beginning of April, so they've all got about a week, maybe less, left with their teams to do preseason. There's a lot of preseason games going on right now, but the other thing is preseason is not necessarily the greatest indicator of team performance in in season. No, because all they do is play college teams. Except so this is exciting. Portland's having a mini tournament. Yeah, we are. So kicks off on Sunday. Who's playing in the tournament? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You can you can watch uh, Houston Dash playing Oregon State, the Oregon State Beavers, um, and then Seattle plays Portland. And so yeah, it, they're doing just doing this like four team tournament where it's the Dash, uh, Oregon State, the Seattle Rain, and Portland Thorns. Um, so they have matches on Sunday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a tournament like somebody's going to win something at the end, but yeah, it should be fun and exciting. Um, tickets were relatively cheap. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm at least going, I'm going to the Sunday and Saturday games. I cannot make the Wednesday game. Great. Thanks for letting us know your schedule. God. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. I forgot that you're, you're fragile today. I am. I'm yeah. fragile today. Okay, man. I'll I'll handle you more more softly. Name your <laughs> sex tape. Oh, uh, I shouldn't fake cry. Like I'm so ready to cry. <laughs> You're gonna trigger actual crying. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm almost there. I shouldn't. You, I shouldn't fake it. You know what usually triggers my crying or sets what? it off is when people are nice to me. Like they show me sympathy and they're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm really sorry. You are having a rough day." And I'll be like, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> I, what I really need is for someone to just come and be like, what are you crying about? Fuck you. Harden the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Fortify. That's why I Fortify. just kept saying this morning. I was like, I just need to harden the fuck up. I don't know. I don't. Seriously, I cannot fake cry. Like, my eyes just water up immediately. Holy shit. And then actual NWSL season kicks off April 16th. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's like three weeks away. 
a little bit more. We should record before then. We probably will. We will. We'll we'll record after the tournament and stuff. We might want to wait until the 14th because April 14th is the Olympic draw. When the 12 teams. Yeah, when the teams who qualify get, get, get to know their groups. And I think once we know that, we'll have a much better idea of what the Olympics <clears throat> of what the Olympics is going to look like for the United States. What? Do you think that the Olympic draw is going to be as fucked up as the World Cup draw? Probably. Jesus. I don't know. So fucking fucked. Like man. who handles the draw? Is it FIFA or the IOC? I would imagine it's the IOC for the Olympics. It's not like either, you know, controlling <laughs> group, entity group is particularly is better better than the other. <laughs> so yeah. No matter what, it's going to be, you know, fucked up. Yeah, they probably already have the TV schedule all in place, and so they know exactly, like, what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And you know what probably fucked them over? Japan. Yeah, they're like, oh, we need to put, this is probably going to be USA-Japan, so we need to put it at this time. And then Japan was like, oh. Peace. I was like, no, I feel like having a nap instead. (laughs) They called in sick. (laughs) They needed a me day. Everybody needs a me day. Self-care. God. Self-care day. You gotta take sure. care of yourself for first. Sure. Treat yourself. That's actually exactly what's going on. Japan had a really rough time of it. Now they need to take care of themselves first before they can try to help anybody else. That's exactly what's happening. They they need to they need to look after number one for a little while. Well, they're not number one anymore. We're number one. Shh. Shh. Aren't they like number three though still? Uh, globally ranked? I feel like they yeah. are. They're either three or four. They're still top five, I want to say. Like, a top five team did not qualify for the Olympics. That's rough, buddy. Like, at, at least when the United States imploded, it was at the fucking Algarve, alright? It didn't matter. <laughs> Remember when the United States almost didn't qualify for the World Cup, though? Oh, God. God Black, bless you, Lauren Chaney. We, we, had to, we had to go to fucking Italy to qualify through some like backdoor dark dark times dark times that was before abby's haircut that was pre-abby's haircut she got that haircut right before 2011 so sometime in between 2010 and then uh before all the marketing stuff started up for 2011 she got Mm -hmm. the haircut and suddenly a lot of women were like oh women's soccer huh oh huh Oh, that that Abby there, she uh, she works out a lot, huh? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so NWSL, a lot of teams have called in amateurs to be part of the preseason. Um, some teams have some college players working out with them, all that different jazz. You know, all, all the typical narratives, people complaining about the uh, amateurs participating or like NWSL relying on amateurs the way they do and the lower salary cap and all this stuff. But I'm interested to see how, how the league does uh, year four. Yeah, we're in it's uncharted waters. fucking here, man. We've never been here before. That's really sad, but it's also really exciting. I know. Maybe your sex in tape. In 2012... Right about now, things were crumbling. Yeah, we were getting news that Magic Jack was putting the final nail being, in the coffin. Being sued. I was going on Or an, suing. Yeah. I were they on. suing or being sued? No, Magic Jack was... No, and NWSL, I believe... Not NWSL. WPS, I believe, sanctioned, <laughs> sanctioned 
Magic Jack, and then Magic Jack sued, being like, you actually broke your own rules. We were supposed to go through arbitration before you did any of this shit to me. Yeah, and, and so Magic Jack sued WPS. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why WPS crumbled. It was the last element in the crumbling of WPS. Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was never sturdy. Yeah. Do you mm. would you rather WPS had limped its way to death, like just kind of wobbled for a little bit and then eventually collapsed as it as it might have, or do you think that everything going to shit and then being rebuilt as NWSL was the better outcome? That's hard for me to say because I wonder what limping to death would look like. I mean, Chicago was out that last season. Mm -hmm. Magic Jack was out. I think we were down to like five teams. Five, yep. And so how do you have a national league with five teams? Well, National Women's Hockey League has four. I suppose. I suppose you have a point with that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know if... So, leagues survive on investors and sponsors, right? Yeah. Like, that's why Abby's always saying, like, oh, if you know anybody rich, have them, have them buy a soccer team. Damn Borslo. Uh, but I don't know if WPS could have recovered from that mm-hmm. to then have had an upswing to match what the NWSL is at now. That's the other thing. WPS, if it had tried to continue on, it would have had to implement austerity measures to cut it down to the state that NWSL is in now. Right. And I think that would have naturally driven a lot of players away. You wouldn't have Marta's or Camille Abelis or any of that right. stuff in the league anymore because they're like, I can't make a living in the United States like this. Like, so. if you remember, or I mean, I know you remember, but the Western New York Flash was the team in WPS. Oh, yeah, I remember. I've got two Christine Sinclair jerseys from the Western New you York know, Flash. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's the interesting dichotomy going on here. Is WPS era, Western New, New York Flash was the shit. They had Sink, Alex Morgan, Marta, Al- Ashlyn Harris was their goalie. And they had a lot of star power. Yeah. Oh, Allie now, Riley, yeah. You know, and it's not it's not fair apples to apples comparison by any means because two different leagues, two different structures. But it's one of those things where I just I don't think that the, that WPS could have grown to a ten team league that is coast to coast. Yeah, I do feel like part of NWSL was them saying we're not WPS, right? So that's how they got, you know attracted some people maybe yeah but i mean i it's one of those things where like we're never gonna see ali riley play in the u.s again oh that's so sad. except for for new zealand you know like yeah. at, wps did burn some bridges i think ali said that she might want to come back someday but for now she's doing really well at uh rosengard in sweden god yeah who isn't doing really well at Rosengard in Sweden? Erin McLeod isn't. She had to come off the game she just played in after like 12 minutes. Like because of injury or because she sucks? <laughs> because of injury. Okay. I was like, how do you pull a goalkeeper after 12 minutes? She, I think she took a goal kick and then tweaked something in her hamstring or something and had to mm. go off. Anyway. Mm. So that's the state of women's mm. soccer as we know it at the moment. 
we will try to pick up a more regular recording schedule going forward. I think we both need some more regular regularity some in structure. our structure. Yeah, some structure. Some structure. Not so, that this podcast is ever and very structured. And NWSL being back gives us that structure. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about the games more often and any developments, and especially with the Olympics coming up. We'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah. And to everybody who responded to the blog post that I put up, I, you know, I read all of them, even if I didn't get around to responding to all of them. There were a lot. And that's actually really cool that so many people reached out to say, hey, you know what? Either like just I heard you or I've been through the same thing. If you ever want to talk, I think that's that's a really it's a it's such a simple gesture, but it's it's so meaningful and especially cumulatively like that. It just gives you kind of this nice feeling like, you know what? People are good if you just give them a chance to be good. So, mm-hmm. and on a little optimistic, uplifting note, thanks to all our listeners, we would not be here without you. Well, we would be, but, you know, in a much but sadder we state. Wouldn't, we wouldn't be broadcasting it publicly. No, we would just be chatting, gossiping like mad. On Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so I was thinking about it. I think the two drunk fans is going to just have to be, like, the drunk part of it's going to mostly be when we're together. Yeah, that makes sense. Which which we're going to attempt to be in the same place at the same time in April. Yes, we are. I'm pretty Going excited. to a Breakers game. And you could come to a, a Timbers game if you would like. Like a Thorns game or a Timbers game? A th- Timbers, because I'm going out there to watch the Timbers play oh, the Revs. Oh, right. Maybe. And then we'll I'm see. also watching the Thorns play the Breakers. Yeah. I thought you meant come to Portland to... Well, you're always welcome to come to Portland. I know I am. I, I have a chair with your name on it I'm now. very important to you, I know. You are. All right. With that, we're going to log off for the night. Thanks again for listening to the podcast and sticking with us through this long, unintentional hiatus. It's okay. I'm going to go work out now. All right. Get swole, bro. Get swole.